let's. I guess we we should talk about clothes at some point. Um, oh shit! Yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch my magic trick. I'll do my podcast host impersonation and pretend I'm a professional. Hello and welcome to Unpick a Costume Avoid Clothing Culture and Why We Wear What We Wear. I'm Sarah McClintock, um, a costume designer, artist, and big old um, dungeon master. Sometimes I think I might have already used that intro, but never mind. It's fine. Anyway, we are here today with... Would you like to introduce yourself? Certainly would. Uh, my name is Christina. I'm 28 years old. I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's kind of up in the uh, like northeastern part of the United States. Um, I currently work in like medical billing and insurance for our state's largest healthcare provider. I live a very exciting life. <laughs> <laughs> and um I think I've listened to all the episodes of, of this podcast. They were all really interesting and you know in their own special ways. I think I am the first cishet woman who's been a guest. And I think I'm also the first autistic person who's been a guest. Yeah, I didn't I think I think that Sally and Emily for me at Sharp were Well they said they were cis. I didn't actually ask if they were het. But that's the closest we've come so far. Oh, this um, is absolutely going to be the most boring episode of Unpick you'll ever record. No, I mean, but like at this point, you're like an outlier amongst all the other guests, amongst all the I other really, non-binary power are. I really am. It's not just among guests either. It's like among all my friends. It's like, it's like I've, you know, my birth certificate says I'm female. I have always felt comfortable, you know, being a woman. I'm proud to be a woman. And it's like, I, I would say I'm about maybe 98% cis. I feel like there's a little bit of a part that's not straight, but it's like so small. It, it doesn't even really figure into who I'm attracted to. So yeah, I'm, I'm one of those. But it's like, I keep collecting, like, it's like practically all of my friends are either not cis or not straight or both. And I don't know why I attract those kinds of people, but... There you go. Yeah, you're 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 one of the the, the good cis hats. I mean, I I'm not no. perfect, but I try to be. I try to be. I'm definitely yeah. definitely a lot better about it than I was a couple of years ago. I I don't like think I don't know her. <laughs> Who is she? Who was she? She's really honestly though. In so many ways, I do not recognize the person I used to be, and that kind of I guess that all kind of stems back to when. I mean, obviously, I've been autistic my whole life. That's something you're born with. But I didn't get my professional diagnosis until I was about 21, I would say, almost 22. And it really, it kind of threw so many things into perspective. And that also kind of figures into, like, what I wear and what I won't wear. Yeah, yeah, like, like let's let's go into that, like, since this is Unpick. For sure, yeah, I've never... I've honestly never really talked about that particular aspect of it in depth before, so I'm I'm pretty hyped to get into it. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I I've um, seen floating around the occasional um, sort of startup company designed at making clothes for autistic um, people. That sort of, I think, what was advertised is like no front, no back, no inside, no outside, comfortable stuff, and that's about all I really know about clothing in relation to autism so 
Totally yeah, um, I've seen those. I've seen those as well. Um, of course, you know, every autistic person is different. There are some of us have, you know, more specificity about what feels comfortable to us than others do. Like in my case, I, I would say I'm not quite as picky as some other autistic people tend to be. Like there are some who, who cannot stand no tags on clothing, like at all. And for mm -hmm. me, I would say as long as it's a fairly small tag or I can, I can tuck it out of the waist somewhere, I don't really care. Um, in terms of materials, uh, really coarse, like itchy yarn, I, I cannot do. I will not mm -hmm. do it. It's just one of the most unpleasant sensations in the world. I mean, sometimes that does make dressing during the winter a little difficult. Yeah, in relation to yeah. sweaters or even to things like hats or scarves or things like that. But I think I have my wardrobe down to the point now where it's, if there was anything like that in there, I've gotten rid of it. Or I grew out yeah. of it or something. Um, there's, I know there are a lot, I've actually met quite a few autistic people who don't like velvet. I don't, as long as it's hmm. not particularly coarse velvet, I don't mind it. Um, mm, yeah. In terms of fabrics I, I do like, I, I like really, really soft cotton. I honestly, I've met a lot of autistic people who don't like you know anything silky i love silky stuff i love i love things that are i mean sequins can fuck right off but i love things that are like have like really yeah. fine textures oh my god yeah it, it's like, yeah it's, it's not even just feeling it with your fingers it's the feeling of having it with like on your body it's so i i just it, it's it's a it gets a little difficult to explain but it's just like when you're wearing it you just it can totally relax you and just make you feel completely confident about yourself. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's really because I never, I don't think I've, I could, I've could, I mean, I when as like a costume designer, I like consider how things feel, but I don't really like not to that extent. That's really, really good to know. Yeah, it's it's one of the. I guess one of the things to remember with autistic people is that we do tend to be kind of hypersensitive to things like textures and tastes and smells. Because I'm definitely a lot more picky with what I'll eat than what I'll wear. But that's neither yeah. here nor there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, 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 this has been called, you know. You know what? I had a thought, it died. Let's move past it. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I honestly, I just assumed that the you'd you'd cut out because internet be like that sometimes. Um, oh god, I know it. I've also lost. I've also lost my my thoughts and thinking. But I think what I was going to ask before we fell off the mild rails was that the sort of change in yourself that happened whenever you got your diagnosis. Um. How did that affect your your wardrobe, specifically? Like, what what um, would you have worn before the diagnosis, and how is it different to what you wear now? Well, uh, that's that's a very good question. Uh, I think before my diagnosis, I really felt like I if I was given if I was like gifted something to wear or something or lent something that I really that made me feel extremely uncomfortable. I felt like I couldn't actually say that. Because people would say, oh, mm. you're just overreacting, or I wear it and I don't have a problem. And I would feel like I just had to suck mm. it up and do mm. it. Like, yeah. in, in terms of the way, especially, it, it's not just really fabrics or textures. It's like, in the way clothes fit, I don't 
like my clothing to be particularly tight, per se. I do have some items that are like that. But on the whole, I, I like to have something that I felt like if if I needed, if say for some reason I need to change out of it quickly, I could do it and I wouldn't have to struggle with it. it it's like I don't really like tight clothes. I get really annoyed if there's a lot of buttons I have to worry about. It's like my fine motor control is better than it was, but it's still like I don't like having a lot of things I have to fuss about or, or like ties or whatever that I need somebody's help with. I, I like to kind of do as much of that as I can. And since in the years since receiving my diagnosis, I felt like I've been able to be more open about what my preferences are. Like I don't have yeah. to, you know, go along with things just because I don't want to make a fuss or whatever. I do feel like I am more free to kind of express myself, you know, as far as, you know, my, well, really my, my budget will allow. That's kind of the main <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it sounds like that a diagnosis is like, uh like empowering kind of like like no like this is what i like this is me this is what i will do um oh yes absolutely it, it took me a couple years to really grasp it fully and to kind of come out of myself but now that i have i would never ever go back to the way it was before never yeah yeah um could i get you to clarify what fine motor control means Oh, sure, yeah. Well, it, it basically means skills that really require, like, the use and dexterity of your hands. Things like uh, buttons, things like zippers, even uh, non-clothing-related tasks like, like writing, handling pencils, like um, handling a fork and a knife, things like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I sort of assumed that, but I just wanted to, like, make sure that I wasn't assuming things. Oh yeah, no um, problem. I mean, I, I realize there's probably people who are listening to this who, who you know, aren't on the spectrum or, or uh, who don't know anyone who is, and they may not know what it means, so I'm happy to help out. Well, they're getting to know you. A. To them, um, I say, I sincerely apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, I was just thinking how the invention of zippers is one of the best things to ever happen to, like, fashion. God, it really is like what was there before that like buttons you had i guess stays I even guess? like buttons buttons were only invented in like like relatively recently like in the last kind of 500 oh, really? years type thing yeah they they used to be um because i was reading about this give my give my quick lecture um they used to be decoration only like people would use them as like beads to decorate and then one day someone was like hey if we just make a little slit this holds clothes together and everyone in like kind of late medieval times like was like holy shit clothes are easier now um but before that it was just like lacing up which like works and is useful but just takes so far yeah that's one that isn't fucking good for the fine motor control um says well just today i learned yeah and there's like like little hooks and eyes class those are pretty neat but zips I, it's just like i don't I also am part of the zipper fandom. We stand. <laughs> we stand zips. Um, yeah, I gotta say, so today I was working on a cosplay of Bucalati from Judge's Bizarre Adventure, and like his outfit is like mostly zips. There's just so many zips. Like he's his whole thing is zips, and it's like really good. But anyway, um, it's like that Michael Jackson outfit from the cover of Bad, except with zips instead of like buckles everywhere. Do you know what um, I'm talking about? I'm just googling Bad MJ and thinking about 
guest from last week, MJ. Um, oh my god! Yes, I, I, we love an MJ. Yes, I loved her. I love their episode so much. On this podcast, we stand an MJ. Oh yeah, yes, it's definitely like Michael Jackson bad cover with God. That's such a good album. Oh, um, the picture better because oh, it. Uh, I I mean I am such a total basic bitch, and that Thriller is probably my favorite album of his. But yeah, that album is fantastic. This helps me understand because I actually don't know anything about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure really, except for like the memes I see from time to time, and also I mean, and also uh, that that the fact that uh, more people know who Yes is now because of it, and that's always a good thing. That's pretty much all you need to know is that it has Yes in the ending of the first season, and that's that. Yeah, but yeah. Back to clothing. We've gone. We've gone. Um, what I was gonna. Yes ask is if you have any preferences as to like colors or like fit well we talked about loose fit but like colors or shapes or like different like would you sway towards like skirts or trousers in any more way like other than with textures I don't... That was well here's the thing for, for for people who have never really talked to me or have never seen me in person i'm very short I'm about, I think I, the last time I took my height, I was 4'11 and maybe three quarters. And I, th- that has an asterisk beside it. And I also, I'm going to be fully honest, I've been struggling. I'm, I am a little overweight. So it's, it it's, can be very, very difficult. And I mean, I've even from the onset of puberty, I've always had like really curvy hips. And like, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be honest, a fat ass. So we it love can a fat be ass. very difficult, especially. I can't say I always do because sometimes it can, particularly in terms of jeans and skirts, it can be very, very difficult mm. to find things that fit me because either mm, they, they yeah. either tend to be far too long and it's like there is a place near here that does alterations, but it's like there's so many better things I could be spending my money on, or yeah. it's I can't really get them up far enough, and it's it's just, it's an immense struggle. I can't even, I mean, I'm too curvy, so I can't even like go over to the kids' department and do it there because actually my mother, who is also mm. very short. Rather curvy kid can get can still like shop there and kids for all of her shoes actually come from kids. I'm a bit luckier in that department because I wear I do wear size five. So yeah. usually I can find shoes that fit me. Um nothing too extravagant in shoes, I guess. I, I mostly I wear Nikes mostly. I have Converse, but it's like I'm not allowed to wear underwear and I don't really have anywhere else to wear them. I have I have a I have some flip flops, I have like some wedge sandals. They give me terrible blisters, but I do love wearing them. But in terms yeah. of color, pretty much all the shoes I've mentioned, apart from the Converse, are some shade of like black or like a dark blue, because I mean that'll match pretty much anything. Most of my, all but one of my pairs of jeans are a darker blue. Uh, yeah. Shirts, uh, shirts. I used to, especially when I was a teenager, I used to gravitate very heavily towards black. Because I yeah. I like to consider myself a bit of a graphic tea connoisseur. <laughs> that's the mm-hmm. thing about being autistic. You tend to develop a lot of special interests. And that's what most of my t-shirts tend to be. But I've tried, I've deliberately tried to get more color in there. Like, um, not yellow because I am blonde and very pale. So it makes me look like I have jaundice. Which is a shame because I love for the color of gold. I love gold. But I've, yeah. I've done a lot of like pale blues. Um, like a darker like red especially crimson that's one of my absolute favorite colors uh but mostly like blues and greens uh the occasional uh, purple i've started to get more into like things like bell sleeves 
um, cap sleeves. Yeah. But I don't like my necklines going down too far. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and, and typically, like, I tend to get cold pretty easily, so we're usually most places I go, I'll take, like, a jacket with me or a little wrap. Because it, mm-hmm. I do work in an office and it tends to get pretty cold in there. So. Aye. Aye. Yeah. I gotta say, with, like, it's a good day whenever I can find a graphic tee that isn't black or, like, a vaguely quote unquote fandom related tee that isn't black. Um, it's good. Or white. I don't like wearing white, it stains really easily. Um, but. Oh, uh, yeah. If I get so. At the end, and I have several white ones, but every time I wear them, I just get so paranoid. That's like, oh my god, what if they're more see-through than I actually thought they were? Or this is the day, like, I have each glass of cranberry juice and I just dump it all over myself. But, yeah, it, I yeah. mean... Oh, well, I mean, it's... I tend to, I try and be pretty careful. So it doesn't matter. I do have a couple t-shirt bleach stains on them that I can't bring myself to get rid of because I love them so much. But, oh well. Yeah. I know, they sort of, like, they get relegated to, like, the I don't know, ble- dying your hair or dirty activities box. Or the, or it's like, I'll just, I'll only sleep in this from now on. Like yeah, that kind of thing. Like, like, I have some, with, I know with I, holes in them that it's like, well, I can't ever wear you out again. That type of I thing. I will love you in the privacy of my own bed. Uh, Actually, yeah. Where t-shirts belong. Um, so, if, the, the all-important question, this is the question like I haven't been, really, I haven't can't believe I've not been asking like literally everyone who comes on this because we've talked about it. But if you were a cartoon character, what would be your outfit? Oh jeez. Well, I I guess it would depend if you had me in a work setting or in a home setting. If you were gonna have me in a work setting, um well I will say I take two buses to get to my workplace, so I almost always wear my black Nike running shoes. Um, I usually wear jeans, although sometimes like, I do have a couple pairs of nice, like, black dress pants that I like to wear. They're really stretchy and comfy. In terms of shirts, I usually, I mean, I do, the, the, luckily with my office, I don't have to get super dressed up every day. So I mm. usually just do, like, for instance, since it is July, I will have, like, a nice, like, short-sleeved, like, shirts. I have quite a few with floral, floral patterns on them, so I tend to go for those. Sometimes, I will say in terms of jewelry, I do not have any piercings. I hate needles, but I do yeah. have a ton of necklaces. So I usually, mm-hmm. I'll throw some of those on. Like, I have one that's like a rose cameo. I have one that's like, um, tying back to MJ, she is the John Paul Jones symbol. I have the Robert Plant symbol. That's the uh, feather in the circle. The symbol yeah. of the Egyptian goddess Mott. I mean, you no, I didn't I know mean, that. I so you know what it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so it's, I do have a couple of rings and bracelets, but I don't really take them out very much, especially with like the fact that I'm typing all day. I, I, te- I find they tend to get in my way, kind of, when I'm typing. Yeah. And you know, I have such skinny fingers and wrists, it can be hard to find things that fit. Most yeah. of the, I think yeah. a lot of the people, and I do also collect pins. Especially when Ooh. I go to like uh, craft fairs, I tend to look the two bits of jewelry I tend to always look at are necklaces and like pins or brooches. I have I have so many of those. It's it's kind of sad. I would actually <laughs> I'd be I'd be up for hearing a wee bit about your pen collection. Like flashback to the first episode with Colin and what they talked about. Oh yeah, yeah. 
their pin collection, first of all, I've never spent a call-in in my life, but their pin collection sounds kick-ass. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to go... Well, in terms of just, like, the things you would call brooches, I tend to go for, like, more vintage pieces. I have one, like, a little hummingbird. I have one that is, uh... I have one that's, that, that's like, a, a big pink rose, and I, I love roses, so I just, I mm-hmm. adore it. I have one that is... I think I have one or two Christmas-themed ones, and... My mother has in her jewelry box a cameo piece that used to belong to my great-grandmother that I've already said I have dibs on that. You will not give it to my sister. I want it. (laughs) Yeah, I have a couple of those. In terms of my enamel pins, I don't have as many. I mean, I intend to change that. But I I have a Mickey Mouse pin that I won. That's something I went to. My brother's uh, ex-girlfriend, she, when she went to Disney, she got me, like, a Beauty and the Beast. That's one of my favorite films of all time. It's, it's a pin that looks like uh, the uh, the rose under the glass. And when you open oh, up yes, the pin, yes. there's a little mirror in it, and it says Beauty is Found Within. And I just, I love it so much. What? That's so good. Yeah, I know. She, I had no idea she was doing this for me. She just came over surprised. She's, I'm kind of pissed my brother broke up with her. She was a nice girl. But, Aww. um. Let's see what else do I have. I have like a um a little like unicorn mermaid. Uh-huh. Like if you've ever heard the brand Toki Doki, it's one of those. Uh I think it's the way I describe it is like Italian Sanrio, basically. Um what else do I have? I have Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen those. I have a um I was gonna say I have a Minnie Mouse one, but that's actually just like a like a brooch. Hmm. What else do I have? Um, I'm intending on getting. There, I saw a really cool Yes logo pin the other day. I'm intending on getting. Ooh. Uh, most of these are like either in my drawer or in my closet, and I'm too lazy to get up and look at them. So, <laughs> sorry, but but yeah, it's like it's a small collection for now, but it's one I do intend to grow in the future. Yeah, yeah. Like, how many pins would you wear on a thing at once? Like, are you going to just cover your bag and pins? Is this the goal? Or is it, like, a few here and there? Um, it would honestly depend on how big the item in question was and, how, like, how many pins I had to work with. I don't know if I would totally cover the surface of something. Like, I would always like to leave a few spaces open, you know, just in case I saw something that on impulse I wanted to add to it or something. If they were fairly small, I huh. would say, like, maybe about ten. You know, kind of artfully arranged here and there. You know, it's it's like, it's like I do try and if I'm wearing things like that, I do try and pay, very much pay attention to placement and like, is this stuck in an awkward space? What draws the eye? Like no, the, 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 most, the curation of the of, like, the, of the pin. Like what's going to be? It's like if this is if they're considered statement pieces, right? So if that's going to be my statement, I want to make you know a clear and concise statement, right? Yeah. 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 And do you ever get the occasional, like, compliment type, like, oh, I see you have pin for this. I also like this thing. Is that a yes pin? I also listen to yes kind of thing. It's never really happened with pins, but it has happened before with shoes. It's happened with my purse a couple of times. Uh, I'm, What's your purse? It was just like a clearance thing about at Macy's. 
but it works for me. It's, I, I usually carry a canvas to work. I carry a canvas bag with me that I got. Uh, the last time I, the last time I went to CES before uh, Chris Squire passed away, I actually got the VIP package and part of that. MJ was with me at that concert actually, and part of that the package was like a canvas bag. Yes, on it. I've gotten complimented on that a few times. But I still say the t-shirt compliments feel the best, especially if it is a band that I'm particularly attached to. And somebody says, oh, yeah, I like those guys. And I'll just be like, oh, yes, we are we are kindred. We are brother. We are like whatever, you know, brother and sister, you know, in the big fam. Yeah. Especially yeah. since, like, I've actually. I've, sorry. No, no, sorry. Go ahead. No, um, well, what was Oh, yeah. I've actually found that um, when I'm working in like this is a theater stereotype. But whenever I'm like working backstage at the theater and I wear my Rush T-shirt, all like a lot of the times, like some of the techies will be like, "Oh, nice Rush, yeah," um, and it, like it perpetuates yes. the stereotype that like techies are people that just like sit in their booth and like just like listen to like Rush or like metal or prog all day. But like honestly, it's so good and it's like a good and like fast way to get like street cred with like the tech team. Um, it's oh, just by God. wearing my Rush shirt and like it works. You wanna know how many I have? Yeah. How many? My current Rush t-shirt count is six. I think I have more t-shirts for them than any other band. Uh, I actually, I only have the one, um, which is the one I got on the Clockwork Angels tour, which is like the one with like the steamship and like blue stuff on it. It's really uh, nice. The one I got is like the, 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 uh, the kind of basically the album cover, like the red background with the clock. Yeah. I know yeah. like two or three people have I've... that same shirt, but yeah, it's, it's huge, but it's so comfortable. I have the cover i have the moving pictures cover i have uh i have the the first album cover on a gray background i have um a very dear friend gifted me a uh, time machine tour t-shirt it's like there has it's like dark blue with like a kind of a sparkly rust covered rush logo uh, did, you, did you go to the time machine tour because that was like oh, I, they, I was actually working the night they were there and i was absolutely devastated Oh, but I did get to see them, and they they didn't come here at all for R forty. So, which is weird because we they've always had a fun fact going off on a little tangent. But fun fact: Pittsburgh is actually on at our old uh, stadium hockey stadium, the Civic Arena. That is the place where Getty, Alex, and Neil first performed in public together as a trio. August seventy. Holy shit! Yeah, we oh are the God. the place where sadly the place where it happened is now a parking lot for. Uh, <laughs> You know, but still, it's like whenever I go there for shows, it's like, ah, there, just over yonder, greatness. Happens. Yeah, like this, that was me. Like, oh yeah. By the way, listeners, we are going to fully to spend the rest of this podcast talking about Rush. Just, to, just so you know, if you, in case you don't like Rush or something for some bizarre reason, just skip to the end or whatever. But yes, um, my only, my um, only comparable fact is that the the Ulster Hall in Belfast is supposed to be i think it is like the first place that like stairway to heaven was ever heard by anyone outside of the band though so like oh, hey, you know honestly that's not bad that was long before everybody got sick of it and exactly before, you know it, it's like honest to god my father hates that song i it's hard to think probably i've only ever seen him react that way to the grateful dead as, huh. as stuff that, like, people just huh. almost physically recoil and immediately change the radio station. I don't mind staring at myself. I mean, I love Zeppelin. I will say, as an autistic person, most of my special interests are bands. 
-hmm. So it's like the Beatles kind of were the blueprint for all of it. I've been listening to them since I was little. I love them. I adore Queen. I adore all pretty much all these people I'm about to name. I have at least one T-shirt. Queen, The Who, uh, The Monkees, um, Michael Jackson. I'd recently got back into his stuff. Thank you, Drake. Florence and the Machine, Beach Boys, <laughs> Yes, Rush, ELP, um, and my new baby boys, Greta Van Fleet, who I am seeing on Wednesday. Nice, nice. Yeah, they're my newest T-shirt acquisition. I, it's it's basically just their their logo, white on a black background. It's basic, but it works. Um, I was actually like thinking about this. Like, whenever you go and see a, a band. And like, um, you know, when, when, whenever it happens, um, like, because I know I always try if I have their T-shirt, I try and wear that. But then I sometimes go to gigs and like I see people wearing T-shirts of bands that are like not that band, but like tangentially related to that band. And I, I don't, I like sometimes that makes me feel a bit weird. I'm like, why, why are you doing that? That's a, that's a different. Like, how do you feel about that kind of thing? Well, it's, I mean. If it's a case where, I guess maybe if you just found out about it and you don't have a shirt for that band, it's cool. But it, especially in terms of prog bands, it's a little strange because a lot of them tend to kind of trade members in between. So like when I've gone to see Yes, yeah. or I've gone to see like Carl Palmer or something, like I've mm -hmm. seen King Crimson, I've seen uh, Asia t-shirts, I've seen... It's like it, I guess if you represent some other part of that per, of like a person or people's musical legacy, then I guess it's okay. But it's like if you were to go to say, uh, let's just pick. If you were to go to like a Yes concert or like Iron Maiden or something, then that doesn't really make any sense to me. But it, yeah. I'm just going to assume that somebody else dragged you along and you don't want to be there. So yeah, yeah. For me myself, it's like if. If I have the shirt, I'll wear it, and if I find out far enough in advance and I don't have one, I'll try and get one, which is what I did with Greta Van Fleet, so. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I don't, like, feel that much pressure to get, like, t-shirts at a band. Like, I don't I don't feel, like, myself, I'm not like, oh, I've been to the concert, I have to get the t-shirts, mainly because they're always very expensive. Um, oh, but I'll only do it if I really like the design. Like I, I think I went to see Hamilton and I was like, oh my god, I love Hamilton, I gotta get a t-shirt. But then I went to the merch store and I was like, I don't like these designs. These are like boring to me. I'm not getting a t-shirt. That's what happened. I went to see Queen and Adam Lambert. It's like, I looked at the shirts and I was like, uh, it's like, I like these, but do I like them enough to spend money on them? And I had to look inside myself and the answer was no. But they, since they do have some stuff like on their store right now that is honestly much better than what they were selling. So I might get one. I don't know. It's like I've had a peek at some of what, like, for instance, Greta Van Fleet's been selling, and it honestly, some of it looks pretty good. So I'll just have to hope they have something that's not going to be, you know, be swimming on me by the time I get there, because I can never decide whether I want to go to the merch before the show or afterwards. Especially with this, because oh, it yeah. is an outdoor show with no seating, and I'm I'm going with my sister's fiance because he's the only other person I know locally who likes them. So I'm going to try and persuade him to help me get up as far to the stage as possible. And if you want to do that, you have to like do it as soon as possible. So, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, it's kind of like, you can't go before because, like, you got to get there, but then afterwards it'll take you ages to get out, and, like, the... the... I think whenever I got my Rush t-shirt, I was, like, the last person to go up to the stall and, like, get, like, one of the last t-shirts just because 
I had to like run like half a mile to go get cash and then run back to the venue. And I was like, oh my God, a t-shirt, please. <laughs> I, I admire your dedication, honestly. I don't know if I could have done it. I mean, those were like absolutely the most gorgeous band t-shirts. I'd like, like it was just so beautiful and I had to have it. And God, I'm- yeah, it's like, in terms of like looking back at like retro t-shirt designs, I honestly think Russian Queen are my favorites that that I've seen because they actually like you can tell work was put into them. It's almost like the personality of the band is in them. It, it's, yeah. it's some of them are really gorgeous, and I honestly God wish they would bring some of those designs back because I would wear them one hundred percent. I love yeah. a good graphic where the colors pop, and it's just like it, it doesn't look like somebody just slapped threw something together like slapdash and said, "Oh, the little fuckers will buy it." You know, I know, I know. They're like, oh, that's merch. Like people will get anything. No, but it's just like I was gonna say. If, if by any chance any like member of a band is listening to this, please have some respect for your fans and put some like have some involvement and care into the merchandise you're selling to us. Because I have seen far too many times like bands who think they are basically too good for their fans, and if they slap their name and faces on any old you know shit, people will just buy it regardless of you know quality and. I think people should put their foot down and not stand for it anymore. And I'm happy to see that a young band like Greta Van Fleet is putting out stuff that actually like looks good. It looks like something that they themselves would wear. Although actually, no, they don't really wear that many graphic tees and stuff. They wear like really long flowing tops and like tons of necklaces. And it's like, I mean, they look great. And it's... I would be surprised if I don't find myself taking some kind of style inspiration from them because I usually end up doing that to some extent if I get really into a particular artist. And of course, yeah. if my house. allows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's honestly, it's really good whenever I see a band on stage who are wearing more than just like jeans and t shirt because it's kind of become like standard pra- practice whenever like bleh, bands play. It's like, I don't just like jeans and t shirt are fine. And whenever I see people like, dress up and like really get into like perform time mood it's really good to see and i love it God, it really and truly is and it's just like i can even pinpoint like back when i let's see back when i first really got into yes and this is about five years ago i immediately gravitated towards like john anderson and his you know bell cap sleeves and of course what Chris Squire oh, would wear yes. her with a huge... Granted, he was also a very mm. gigantic man. So I know I couldn't pull off most right. of what he wore. But it's like I found myself starting to go for more like flowy fabrics, maybe things that were a little more sheer. I, I would say, honestly, probably Prague has had more of an effect on how I dress than any other kind of musical band or genre. Just because mm-hmm. it is kind of an otherworldly like type of music and the way the bands dress... At, at points in their career, tend to reflect that. Like, it's like Rush with their kimonos, Keith Emerson, like, in, you know, getting into, like, the leather stuff and the, and, like, the, the gray shoulder pad thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm going to Google some pictures of ELP. Um, I've been actually listening to a lot more ELP. Like, again, like, I've come back to ELP these days. RIP, um. Greg and Keith do, but... Yeah, it's like, I, honestly, I would say that, honestly, I think of the three prog, yes, Russian ELP and the three I really listen to, I feel like ELP actually tend to be the least outlandish in the way they dress. Because, yeah. like, you know all about, like, 80s Rush and you know, the dark avenues that went down there. Yeah. And yes. God and bless 80s Rush. 
Yeah. It's even like yeah. probably outside of them, I would say Queen are probably the band I follow the most online distress sense because I actually have a Queen calendar on my wall right now. And the picture mm-hmm. of them is from about like 1979, and I swear to God that the jacket Brian May is wearing looks like Lisa Frank made it. The colors, <laughs> the pattern, everything. And it's like, it's, oh God, it's, I feel, I genuinely feel bad that I have to walk into my room every day and look at that. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, the other three actually look kind of okay. But, he, oh God, it's it's so, so bad. And he's the tallest person in the band, so he can't even like duck down behind anyone and hope to hide him. It's just, it's, oh, and there's shoulder pads on it too. I didn't even notice that. God. Oh, shoulder pads. I, I fucking love shoulder pads, actually. Like, I've been wa- watching a lot of 90s catwalk shows recently, and just, like, some of the shoulder pad game is, like, mm, to die Oh, God, for. yeah. I just finished watching a Glow on Netflix, which takes place in the 80s, and some I of those shoulder pads are obscene. Like, I never really owned anything with shoulder pads in them. When we were little, like my, we used to play dress up with some of like my mother's old clothes and stuff, and some of that had shoulder pads in it. And I honest to God wish we still had some of it because it was real cute. But I don't really, I, I think don't have any particularly old clothing pieces. I do have a turtleneck that my great grandmother had in the seventies. I have, um, yeah, it's 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 green and black striped. It's actually really cute. I used to have a pair of Vivian Westwood pumps that I think broke. Oh. And I don't think I ever really got to wear them anywhere either, which sucked. Um, what else do I have that I know is old? I th- I do have a like, string of pearls that used to belong to my grandmother. That's the only, oh. I guess that's the only quote-unquote formal jewelry that I have. And I yeah, also have yeah, a jean jacket yeah. that I think used to belong there. But apart from that, it, it's like, I, I really wish, it, it's again, it's my body type kind of betraying me in that way because i guess they really didn't make that much clothing for short people back in the day or if they did not much of it you know ends up in thrift stores yeah it's like if you're gonna shop secondhand or vintage you need to be like a average as average possible size sometimes i really do wonder how my mother like found clothes that fit her honestly yeah yeah um speaking oh, of shoulder I... pads um no sorry go ahead no, no, you go ahead. I, I, I'm all for the shoulder pad talk, honestly. Yeah, I mean, this, this the, my favorite shoulder pads I've ever seen on a person are these that I'm dropping an image in the Discord um, from John Boyega, yes, my boy, my, in The Force yes, Awakens or The did. Last Jedi. I, oh my god, I actually rewatched The Last Jedi earlier this week. Coincidence. Just oh my god, the, that, the those sh- are, he, he legit looked hella good in that, though. Like the if like the shoulder pads on the imperial uniforms are like basically like like perfectly horizontal. Like if your shoulders aren't at right angles to your head, then that's not enough shoulder pad. Um, like give me more shoulder pads. It's like it seems to me that like the way they did with the Empire, the First Order is also kind of taking like cues from like Nazi regalia and that kind of thing, and that was a lot of like clean lines and stuff. So, and yeah. really the about it the more i realized that in addition to like sailor moon and like the lord of the rings films how much star wars really influenced me and the types of aesthetics that i like and what looks like good and like pleasing to the eye to me not the prequels though like the original trilogy and the sequels it's like i guess in the past couple years i've really gotten more into looking at like high fashion things like that and in and like 
I really and I noticed, especially in things like period dramas and things like that, I really do tend to pay more attention to the costumes because really so much about a person can be said if you just look at what they wear. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's the whole reason I'm doing this entire thing. Um... It's it's a circle. There's only in unpick. There's only yeah. one step in the cycle, and it is unpick. <laughs> I'm referring to the end of the crab, the crab cycle post, which I love immensely. Oh, <laughs> that, oh yeah. yeah it's like, it is crab. It's like, it, it's like as horrible as it is, I always was very interested in like the, the outfits of like the Empire in the First Order and like how clean it was and how almost soulless it was. Yeah. Because like, it there, was I so think there's like, there's a whole dissertation to be written about like Nazi uniforms, and this is a thing that like I really should like properly research into like the fashion designer who designed those, and like because I keep hearing stories about how like they were really uncomfortable or impractical, but like they had to look like that, and like the influence that all that has had on like d- villain design and like everything we think about. There's just so much to talk about. Like I can't even begin to get into it. It's like thinking about like. The way, I, even if going back to those earlier properties, the way, for instance, that like the uh, Sauron looks, or the way yeah. that um, like Queen Beryl looks in Sailor Moon, it's like all these really jagged, sharp edges, dark colors. There's nothing really bright about it. it it's in, oh, it's so grim. And speaking of grim, can I just say that current men's fashion sucks? Mm, yeah. Really does like women. I would honestly say that, like female-identified people, honestly, I think have more options than ever. And it's just like there really hasn't been the same steps made for men. The cuts of most Although, suits are vile. The one yeah. thing that men's fashion gets is pockets. That's the one thing. Oh that's, god, that's good. Yes, the only oh, thing. God, when I when I found out. When I figured out how deep the pockets on the shorts I just got were, I almost started crying. I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, speak, speaking of um, Sauron and Lord of the Rings, um, what? Because you mentioned them just like a second ago. What kind of aesthetic things have you stolen from them? Uh, well, I mean, also going back to like the elves and like the the flowing fabrics that they wore and sort of the jewel tones almost that were kind of incorporated in their clothing that influenced me a lot um uh i would say in terms of the hobbits like the way they tend to kind of almost favor comfort over yeah, style yes. yeah even though they, they are you know i i would say honestly Fro- frodo and bilbo are pretty fashionable you know pippin's yeah. got his, his scarf game yeah going. Little, I like how that I is, is that supposed to be kind of an, a nod to like the tartan scarf? I always felt like that was supposed to be a nod to like Billy Boyd's like Scottish heritage, kind of. Um, I don't know actually, I've never thought about it. I mean, that's I probably to, I, I might be literally the only person on the face of the earth who's ever thought that, but but yeah, it's like one of I as much as I've become more concerned, more like more aware of like the way I look I also really really try to keep comfort in mind especially like one thing I do really like about the hobbits is like is that like wherever they go they're like they're dressed in layers they are ready they got their they got their vests they got their jackets they got the suspenders going it, it, it's it's like it's it 
I've only really recently become aware of how difficult it is to put on more than one layer and still look like you are like you meant to dress like this. You're put together and yeah. you're clean and you're confident and you don't just look like I want to say this. clothes or something. Yeah, you don't want to just look like you you you, you pulled it out of the hamper, smelled it, went, yeah, that's clean, and threw it on. You know, it's... Which, I mean, is usually what I do in the mornings. <laughs> but it doesn't have to look Everyone, like that. There are, there are some pairs of socks hanging out by my uh, dresser right now. Just chilling. Yeah, just chilling. And, and they're mostly ankle socks, too. Like, practically all the socks I have are anklets. I feel like I should fix that, because they do not go with everything. And sometimes there's, like, that little, with some jeans, there's, like, that little awkward strip of ankle showing. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's like I actually, I actually have like, the opposite problem, in like that so many of my socks are like knee length or thigh length because I went through a phase of like getting really excited about socks. Except the thing is, I never ever wear shorts or skirts. I always wear long trousers. So I'm like, what? What do I have all these for? What am I? Gonna, no one's gonna see them. I can't put them on under things. I mean, theoretically, you could, and it would be like like a special secret just for you. Like I have a couple pairs of like Ghostbusters knee high socks. That I'll throw on under jeans. I'll be like. Especially during the winter, standing at the bus stop, it really helps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You maybe, know, like, maybe, like, whenever I go through another Scottish winter, I'll be, like, prepared this time around. Um, exactly. Think of it that way. Yeah. I gotta say, we should actually probably start wrapping up, because we've been recording for almost an hour. Oh, holy um, shit. I know, right? Like, God, we just, like, once we started talking about Rush, it was, like, there's a distinct possibility my mother might listen to this, so I really should stop swearing, but I don't, I don't give a fuck. She already knows how much I curse that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll just ask if you have anything anything to, to add that we haven't covered or talked about that you can think of. Well, um, I guess I would say just kind of like if there are any fellow like autistic people listening to this or really to everybody you know i kind i spent years like kind of holding myself back style wise because i was afraid of what people would think or i was afraid of making you know a fuss don't be like that if it makes you feel good if it makes you feel comfortable and of course if it's not hurting you or anyone else you go ahead and you wear it, and if somebody has a problem with it, they can shove it straight up their ass. Yes, that is yes, yes, yes. Um. So for 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 finalsies, where can people find you on the internet if they want to find you, or if you want to be found? Well, um, in another first, I don't have any like podcasts or anything uh, to promote, like every <laughs> one of our other guests, because I am extremely boring and also I, I will say extremely lapsed writer although I'm trying to get back into that but um, if you would like to you know follow me you know talk to me about stuff um, I can be found on tumblr at Alex Lifeson official that is all one word all lowercase because I am that far up Russia's ass um, and if I know you well enough I will give you my Facebook but I don't normally hand that out and I also don't have a Twitter so well, I mean, I do have one, but it has legitimately been abandoned for years, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, if people want to find me on Twitter, they can find me at Sarah McCostumes. That's M-C-C costumes, the rest of the word. There's two C's in it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and just at me if you want anything. I don't know. Like, I'll, I'll send you some 
sugar. I don't know why did I say that. Um, the show, the show, the show did have a Tumblr, but I haven't been using it, so honestly, don't bother with it. I mean, I'll probably post a link to my specific episode because I am a vainglorious ass deep down. So. Oh yeah. God yeah. God yeah. Yeah. Um, if you, oh yeah, you could also find me on Instagram at Sarah McCostumes if you want to see the costume stuff that I do day to day. Um, that's handy. If you want to support me personally, financially, you can go to my Etsy shop, which is called Really Big Dice, in which I make really big dice. Like, they're football-sized and they're very good, I gotta say. Um, I also have a podcast about Yu-Gi-Oh! because I'm a big fucking nerd and it's called Pod of Greed. You can find that. And that is all for this week. Um, thank you ever so much for listening. Christina, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was really good to hear and learn about autistic clothing preferences. Thank you for Um, having me. I had an idea, and you could say no uh-huh. to this if you want, but like uh-huh. as an outro, because because when I got up today, I, I was thinking about what I wanted to say on this, getting some rough ideas, and I got and the only song that I could think of about clothes at the moment has been stuck in my head the whole day, and it's dedicated follower of fashion by the Kinks. They seek him here, they seek him there, his clothes allowed. But never square It will make or break him So he's got to buy the best Cause he's a dedicated follower of fashion And when he does His little rounds Round the boutiques Of London town Pursuing all the latest fads and trends Cause he's a dedicated follower of fashion Oh yes he is Oh yes he is Oh yes he is He thinks he is a flower to be looked at And when he pulls his frilly nylon panties right up tight He feels a dedicated follower